Welcome to Just Life, where we share our life experiences and lessons to make your life easier. We are on a mission to become the best versions of ourselves, and if you're trying to do the same, you're in the right place. Let's talk about life. Welcome back to Just Life, the podcast where we talk about life. This month is May, which is a very special month because, one, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and two, it marks the one-year anniversary of Just Life. So to celebrate the one-year anniversary, we decided that we are going to have a fun episode today to just talk about some mental health antidotes or activities we do to, like, life hacks. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I love life hacks and, like, just nice little tricks to live a better life. So, Lou, um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I could go first for sure. For mental health purposes, I feel like the number one thing, have friends. That it might sound really simple, right? But it's not as simple as you think it is. Having friends and socializing is the number one reason most people actually have mental health problems, actually. At least the mental health problems you can, like, solve. and give. Not, like, genetics or things you're predisposed to or, like, ADHD or something like that. Like, the biggest problem today for a lot of people is socializing and socializing is what helps us our culture has kind of postured us in a way where it's like we think we don't need people and we have this idea of like self-love self-care self-care is involving other people in your life and you need to constantly keep that in mind other people make your life worth living never forget that you might think oh that's bad i shouldn't depend on people we all need each other you know yeah i think when you isolate yourself too you're kind of setting yourself up for like a bad mood because you get lonely. Like, that's just a fact. And I always want to hang out with friends whenever I have a low mood because whenever I'm with my girls or even with some of my guy friends, like, I'm just happier because I can vent to them, talk to them, just have fun. You know, I don't have to worry about anything. I'm just in the moment hanging out with my friends. Exactly. That that one simple thing can change everything. If you have a friend you can just call and talk to on the phone for like an hour every day, that would change your life in a way you probably wouldn't even understand. Just having somebody to listen and talk to. It it does energize you, you know. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, having time to be social is extremely vital to being a healthy person. And I think it's been shown that like people with like more family and just more socialization, they live longer in general. And I think you're less likely to even get sick if you have more people around just with like friends. Yeah, so and you would think uh, it's the opposite because, like, you're around all these people, they have germs, yeah. but no, it's actually the reverse. Yeah, and it's it's a really weird mental thing. Like, there's something really weird that happens when older couples. Like, when one person in an older couple dies, the other person usually dies within 12 to 24 months. And I think what that kind of says is that, like, other people is what you live your life for, essentially, you know? Well, especially in an older like, couple like that, you know, you have your, your kids, your grandkids, and your parents are gone at that point, obviously. So it's like, well, what do you have? Everybody's left the house. It's just you and your partner. So that's all you got. So when that person leaves, it's like, well, what am I living for now anyway? Hanging out friends is a good one. Uh, I, I want to go, like, deeper, too. Like, I don't want to just mm-hmm. be like, oh, meditation, because that's, that's the number one thing people think of when – they're like, oh, what's your favorite self-care activity? Meditation. First of all, I don't like meditation. Not for me. And I think there's, like, other ways to cope with mental health. Cicely, I think you meditate. You just don't know it. 
I mean, I like prayer. I'm a big person. I'm a big prayer person. Your prayer but is meditation. Yes, but no. I don't like meditation. What about, like, okay, when you play soccer, that's a form of meditation. Yeah, but, like, I'm talking about, like, sit with your well, yeah. knees crossed and you're humming. And yeah, I'm talking about, like, a yeah. more okay. broad uh, form of meditation where it's, like, meditation is, like, you're in the moment and you forget okay. about your worries. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say that. So prayer is a form of meditation because you're focusing on something and you're talking about it. It's when you go to practice and you're playing soccer, that's a form of meditation, But it's too, so different. You know? But, okay. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know I know I mean. what you mean. But I want to get, like, a little deeper because, okay. like, that's – like I went to an event uh, a couple weeks ago, and they're like, "What's your favorite form of self care?" And like ninety percent were meditation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Is that what we all think? Like when we're stressed out, we're just gonna go lock ourselves in a room and meditate?" It's a cliche, and it's easy to say. I think that's why. Yeah. So we're getting deeper on this, though. <laughs> so I want to focus on like, like different moods. Like, what do you do when you do this? When you do that? Mm-hmm. So for friendship, when you're feeling lonely, when you have a low mood, hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. Check. <laughs> so what do you do when you have low confidence? Like you're just like, like I hate my body. I hate myself. Like I hate my mm-hmm. life. What do you do? What do I do? Uh, well, besides wallowing it and feel bad for myself for a little bit, um, I always give myself like pep talks, you know, like. Positive affirmations. Yeah, pretty much. One thing, one thing I learned from going to therapy is that a lot of the things you tell yourself just isn't true, positive or negative. You know, it's not always reality. You know, sometimes we can be really delusional in both ways, and bringing ourselves back to reality is important. And trying to be neutral—that's very important. So I give myself pep talks. I try to remind myself of the reality of the situation. You know where my mind can take me to all these fantasy places in these different worlds. It's like, yeah, look at you, your hairline's pushed back, and you're ugly, and you're too dark. Like, you tell yourself all these negative things, and I'm like, does anybody even care about that? Do I even care about that? Probably not. It's not that big of a deal. And, okay, my hairline's pushed back a little bit. I'm okay. Nobody cares that much, you know? Like, it is what it is, you know? We like, are, acceptance. We are our own worst critics, too. Like, no one notices that zit on your face, but you were going to freak out about it when you wake up. Exactly. Yeah. What I got is it on my face? No, no. <laughs> that, that's more like my experience. Like I'll freak out, and be like, "Oh my gosh!" But it's really not that big a deal. Yeah, I feel you. I feel the same way. It's, it's like you critique yourself on these little things you notice because it's you, and of course you notice it. Yeah. But the reality is most people don't notice it at all. So I try to remind myself about bigger aspects of myself that people actually do notice, and I focus in on that instead of like these smaller things that probably I only notice. And sure, you do want to work on those smaller things, but they shouldn't. You shouldn't focus on it so much that you forget about the larger things in life, you know? 100%, yeah. Okay, so whenever I have low confidence, I work out, which I think Mm -hmm. is a great coping mechanism. Like, whenever I'm, like, extremely stressed out, like, on the urge of tears, I go for a run. And I'm not a running Mm -hmm. person, but there's something about a stress run that is so relieving. Like, afterwards, you're like, oh, it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. Like, like, it'll be fine. Some endorphins, man. Yeah, like, it's so true. And I always used to be, like, <laughs> running ill. But, no, that stress run is so good. And even, like, working out, like, I've been in the mood where, like, oh, like, uh, I hate my body. Like, oh, like, I look gross, whatever. But then I go to the gym, and then I'm, like, the biggest hype person after the gym. Like, oh, wow, like, I have some muscles, and I'm, like, looking good, whatever. But just getting to the gym and, like, releasing those endorphins really boosts my mood. Mm-hmm. And then the second one I do is so simple is taking a shower 
Really? Yeah, I feel like after a shower, you just feel so much better. True. Yeah. Are you okay? Hot shower or cold shower? Oh, I'm a hot shower person. Okay. Um, I have tried the cold showers. I, I cannot do it. Showers. Oh, no. no. But I do do this. I take a hot shower, and for the last like millisecond, I turn all the way cold. So I just like get a little bit of the cold and then turn off right away. <laughs> and honestly, I I think it works like good. Like it kind of wakes you up and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's working. I just kind of started it, so I'll let you know. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> but where I, that no, goes. cold showers, absolutely not. Nah, I couldn't. I could do an ice bath, but not a cold shower. No, not a cold shower though. Like mm-hmm. shower, I don't know. I I know what you mean when a, sh- a shower is like this very comforting place, especially yeah. like the hot water. It's it's a relaxation kind of mm-hmm. thing, and it definitely just peels the stress right off you. I think. You know, I feel like when we hate our bodies, like we feel like dirty almost. So when we get in the shower and you get out, you feel clean. And True. I'm one of those people that takes like an hour long shower. <laughs> you take a chair in it <laughs> and, with you. <laughs> and I, I did when I had surgery, but, and I turned all the way hot. Like, not one thing of cold because I just love a hot shower. Mm-hmm. But, okay. <laughs> We're talking about our showers here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, next. Um, when you have anxiety, what do you do? I don't think I cope with stuff the way normal people do because I always get anxiety late at night. I never get anxiety. No, that that's actually really common. That's really common. Like right before you go to sleep, your brain just like starts thinking, and then you overthink, and then yeah, yeah. So So it's really hard for me to like think of something the way I cope with that because usually it's like just go to sleep, like just try my best to go to sleep and then wake up, and usually I feel better. But I don't think that's a very. It's not a. It's not a great way to go about things all the time because sometimes your anxiety keeps you up, which I've had. Anxiety so bad it's kept me up like hours and hours and hours one thing i try to do usually if i'm really anxious is like talk to someone or um if it's like the middle of the day i'll just go for a walk you know like walks help everything actually like a little bit of exercise i think this is lost in general i think we're a little biased because we were athletes so exercise is like this very simple thing that's built into like our schedules kind of but for most people, exercise is not built into their everyday day-to-day lives, you know? Like, it's whatever they do as far as, like, work or school, and then they eat, and then they sit down and relax, and they go to sleep. But if you could just add, like, a 30-minute walk in there somewhere, or if it's not a walk, like like you said, a run, or maybe you could just do some push-ups or some sit-ups or something. Like, a little bit of exercise goes a long way, you know? And it... It's not even just about, like, the endorphins being released or your hormones changing. It can just be about, like, doing something, you know? When you're bored, that's when your anxiety really hits you. I think that's why it hits at night, too, because you don't have anything to do, you know? And it's like, okay, I don't have anything to do. I'm just going to start thinking of the worst possible things ever. So, like, exercise, you know? Exercise is so good at just keeping you on straight. Another thing when you have anxiety is... Okay, your diet is so important with mental health stuff. and Oh, yeah, and people never correlate the two. If you have a tear, okay, if you feel bad about yourself, like, you need to look at two things first. How much do you exercise and what is your diet like? Those are the first two things. I'm not going to lie, my diet's pretty bad right now, actually. But I still feel good about myself for the most part because I try my best to eat well if I can, you know. But for a lot of people, it's like if you really want to change how you feel, adding like some vegetables, more vegetables to your diet, some fruits, like 
even things water. Like that. Yeah, I know some people who don't drink water. Actually, they just drink like pop and like coffee all day. And something as simple as having water and like clearing like your body out that way definitely affects the way you feel. And it'll be different. Like okay, there's like a rule where you're not supposed to eat or drink anything past a certain time. Like I think it's like nine o'clock or something like that. I think you can still drink water and stuff like that, but you don't yeah. eat past like nine o'clock. And that's real. Like, you don't want to eat past a certain time. You will be up, and your mind will be racing. There's nothing you can do about it. That's just science, you know? When you eat, it's going to have sugar, it's going to have carbs, it's going to keep you up. Yeah, exactly. So just stay hydrated, you know? Eat for a snack. Try eating, like, fruit. You know what I'm saying? Something as simple as that. No, yeah, it's so simple, but no one ever talks about it. Like, oh, you're, like, having extreme anxiety and depression? Well, how's your diet? Yeah. It's just, is your diet garbage? Like, do you just eat, like, fried food all day, every day? Obviously, you're going to feel like trash. Your body is literally taking trash in. Um, my dad, he always compared, like, when I was in soccer, he said, you guys are race cars. You got to put in the good gas. Yeah. The good, good food. You know, they always tell you your body's a temple, you know? Yeah. And you don't put trash in the temple, do you? No. And no. I feel like I have a pretty good diet. But I do have, like, an extreme addiction to Chick-fil-A. So <laughs> Chick-fil-A. So I usually get their Cobb salad with a large fry. Mm. But I've been switching it up for a small fry with the salad and then grilled nuggets instead of fried nuggets. Baby steps, right? Baby steps. Okay. So I'm still getting that Chick-fil-A, but I'm, yeah. It's just a new Chick-fil-A in Valpo, isn't there? Yes, and ugh, I'm there literally once a week. It's so bad. <laughs> And I I cut out my Starbucks addiction. That was my um, goal for this year. Mm -hmm. I have an espresso, and it has changed my life. But I've only been to Starbucks probably five times since January. Really? So, yeah, that's pretty good. Saving money in. Saving money and, yeah, probably healthier coffee. I I know what's going into the coffee. Yeah, because you're putting what's in the coffee, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. Which I have not found a healthy coffee creamer and it's making me very upset because i've really been on the look for something with like no additives like low sugar good luck with that okay (laughs) it's gonna be tough if anyone has a good coffee creamer that doesn't have a bunch of crap in it please let me know it's gonna be really hard to find i'm not gonna lie i've and i've tried like just milk i can't like it's not i can't like that's my one joy is just having a nice delicious coffee in the morning and i'm not gonna take that away from me because that really gets me going you know (laughs) But um, back to the exercise, I forgot to mention this. Um, When you were talking, I looked it up. So if you just do 30 minutes of exercise a day, you reduce your anxiety symptoms by 60%. Mm -hmm. Like, that's insane. And that's just, like, right there. Why aren't you going on a 30-minute walk? Like like as simple as a walk. You can listen to music and walk. Hot girl walk. Listen to this podcast and go for a little hot girl walk. Exactly. It's very simple. You don't have to, like, make it, like, this whole big thing where, like, oh, I'm about to go exercise. Like, no. Just go walk. You don't even have to walk fast. It's just about moving your body, you know? Mm-hmm. When you sit still for too long, so many negative effects. And a lot of that is, like, translates into mental health issues. I think what's happened, at least in the last, like, 30 years, and the way, like, cities are built now is that there isn't really any incentive to walk places anyway, you know? Like, you need a car no matter where you are in the United States now. And because, like, in in the pandemic, of course, made people work from home. Mm -hmm. I know my parents, they used to take a train to downtown Chicago every day and then walk, like, 10 blocks to get, like, to their buildings. And my parents tell me, like, they miss doing that because it was, like, it gave them exercise without them even knowing it. And it's, like, that that involuntary kind of 
exercise that's like built in. That's not built in for people anymore. I mean, people don't even go to the grocery store anymore. You just order them and then you could pick them up. Or people don't order, like people don't go get food, they just door dash it. So these little things as far as like just walking somewhere or, you know, okay, maybe somewhere's down the road from you and you could take you five minutes to drive, take the 15 minute walk, yeah. you know? And I think this is gonna be a rising issue too especially with all the new AI and technology. Like, mm. people are going to start working at home. They're going to start ordering their groceries and even online shopping, and people aren't going to get outside. They're not going to get their exercise in. And no. I, I try to get in 10,000 steps every day. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's not that hard. I, I do it almost mm-hmm. every day. But I would be surprised if, like, the average person gets over, like, 5,000. Probably. They probably don't. No. Yeah. No. There's no, there's no way because – Everything we do now is on a computer, pretty much. Like you don't really have to do anything. Even kids in like elementary school, middle school, iPad kids. Yeah, they don't really move around as much either. And you can definitely see the way that's affecting the youth as far as like their temperament too. Like kids are so much different. With I mean, there's a mental health like crisis in younger ages in yeah. ever in history. Yeah. And you don't think there's a coincidence there? <laughs> no, there isn't. We eat pretty bad and we don't exercise like we used to. And that's having a massive effect. I I just think basic mental health tips, like like I said, exercise. Oh, I, I just remembered a really big one. Exercise, diet, and sleep. Oh, yeah. That's, sleep is another massive That's something I take one. for granted. Like, I really need to focus on that now. Like, your sleep definitely affects your mood, like, so much. You don't even know it. When you get a good nice rest, you wake up feeling so much better. It doesn't matter what happened the day before. Your life could be in shambles. If you get a good eight hours, you feel great when you wake up in the morning, you know? Like the uh like when David wanted to or was depressed, God was like, Go eat, go sleep, and then after that he was fine. So yeah. it's underestimating a good snack and a good nap because that can really be a game changer. It really can, man. Once you get you got that energy for the day, man. Like you need that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I I would probably assume the average American probably sleeps six to seven hours a night. Actually, I I personally don't even get eight hours a lot of times. If I'm honest, I know how you are. I don't know if you even get eight hours. I think I got four last night. <laughs> and last night was an exception because I had an award ceremony. But mm-hmm. I would say average night I would get like six. Yeah, same yeah. about six to seven for me. So. Trying to try to get that eight. When I get that eight, life feels great, man. Like, you just feel so refreshed. If, uh, yes. Sleeping, <laughs> change. I don't know. These little things. You might think they're like really small and insignificant as we take these things for granted in our lives, but sleep is so massive. You know, like if you're in a really bad mood and you take a nap. Have you ever done this before, where? You're just in a really sucky mood, and you go to sleep and take a nap, and you wake up like with a whole new perspective on everything. You wake up happy, and you're like, what was I tripping about? Like, I'm good. Exactly. Sleep just does that for you. It's this reset button almost. And some people do have, you know, depression so bad that sleep doesn't do anything for them. But in that case, it's like you need more than, like, these little tips. You probably need professional help, you know. Mm -hmm. Just But as far as, like, boosting mood regularly and having, like, just a regular schedule. That's very important to yeah. human beings. Next time you're depressed or feeling anxious, eat some food and take a nap and then see how you feel. Exactly. I want to go back to the anxiety when you try to go to sleep, though, because mm-hmm. this happened to me the other night. I My brain was just wired. like It was like thinking about all these million things. And it was like small things like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I need to finish this paper. Oh, my gosh, I have to go do the laundry. Like 
all these things. And I'm like, why am I worried about this right now? Mm. Like if I get up and go do it, it's not going to really affect anything. And um, I think, I don't know what causes it. Maybe there's like a scientific reason for doing it, but I, sometimes I'll turn on some like music to fall asleep. Mm. You can look it up on YouTube, like music to fall asleep. Mm. And I swear, I don't know what they put in that music, but I'm out in like two minutes. <laughs> so I would recommend that whenever you have like that anxious um, at bedtime. And then at the event I was at the other day when we were talking about the mental health ideas, somebody brought up this app. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm sure if you Google it, it's like a nature app. It has mm -hmm. like birds or like the ocean. And I love the ocean, like sounds mm -hmm. of the ocean. So I'm going to try that too. But that that would be my recommendation when you get that, I don't know what it's called, pre-sleep anxiety. Uh, yeah. That's pretty tough. I've I had so many problems with that. Like I had that dinner had insomnia at one point and it was so, so bad. Like I was getting like three or four hours of sleep a night. I think it was during pandemic and I think my sleep schedule was so jacked because like being home all the time really messed me up. It was so bad because I would be so energized because I didn't have anything to do, you know? Anxiety before bed. What really what I'm thinking about is like what what have you done that day that's making you feel that way? You know, like there's always something leading up to that. And you know what? I think it's a lot of times when I'm on my phone right before bed and mm -hmm. I'm like scrolling and like thinking about all these things mm -hmm. or when I'm really excited about something the next day. Yeah, that'll get you when it's like something about to happen the next day and super excited. Like, you know, isn't it annoying when you like plan out going to sleep early and you're like, oh, I'm in bed at 830. But uh, then your brain just keeps going and you go to bed at like midnight. And that's because. <laughs> This is why I never plan when I go to sleep, honestly. I can never fall asleep when I plan it. I remember, like, like when I used to come to, like, the, before the first day of school, I always remember I can never sleep. Like, never. I'm like, first day of school tomorrow, I'm so excited. Nope, couldn't sleep because or, I was or, excited. Or uh, the field trips at school. Yeah, or a big one for me, too, was Christmas. I could never fall asleep on Christmas either, like Christmas Eve, because I'm like, oh, Christmas in the morning, I'm going to get all my gifts. It's going to be so much fun. I get the worst sleep on those days because I was so excited, you know? R what's really interesting for me, at least, is, like, before, like, big games, I used to always sleep really well because I used to have, like, a focus. But when it's something, like, fun, you're not even thinking like that. You're just, like, I just want my stuff right now. I just want it, like, really bad. There's, I feel like there's no way to really mitigate that. Oh, I, I literally just thought about it. Okay, do you know any mindfulness techniques? Not, like, meditation. Okay, so I learned a few in therapy, and... The biggest one I learned is, like, name five things in a room you've never noticed before. Okay. So it's kind of like counting sheep? Kind of. But okay. it's like you look around the room you're in and you look at five things you've never noticed before. I do this all the time. It's okay. like it's it helps you stay in the moment. I'm going to do so, it right now. Yeah, look around the room. Look at five things you've never noticed in this room before. Okay, I got them. Okay. What, what are they? Um, this poster on the wall. I've never really looked at these posters uh -huh. except the Spider-Man one and the Marvel one. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this one. Um, there's an ugly Chicago White Sox flag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I don't know what the sticky notes say over there, but there's like some sticky notes. Mm -hmm. And and then I looked at one of the Marvel things. Mm. Yeah. Now, while you were doing that, was anything going through your head? Or were you just thinking about the things you were trying to do? I was to look thinking at? about the things I was looking at. I mean, that's kind of the point of okay, it, right? Okay, so it distracts you. Pretty much. Oh, you cool. focus on those things, and then you're literally in the moment, in that moment, because you're looking at these things, you know? Maybe that's why I don't have that much anxiety, is because I'm always, like, distracted. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, you call it distraction, but really it's kind of like you're not inside your head. You're outside looking at what's around you. Oh, that's and interesting. That helps a lot with anxiety. Like It goes away like that usually just because you're not thinking about what you were just thinking about. You're thinking about, oh, look at that on-air sign that I never look at or, oh, look at the clock that nobody ever uses or looks at. You know, like the smallest little details in a room and then you're like kind of back to being right here actually in the moment. So those little mindfulness techniques, they work a lot. There are a few others, too. Like when you're driving, you ever, like, looked at the lines on the road and, like, counted them or something like that? If you ever no. done that before, like, if you do stuff like that, you literally focusing on that thing. So you're not thinking about anything else. When I am driving and, like, I have nothing to do, my radio is, like, out or whatever, if I'm in the middle of nowhere, I do play this game with myself to just keep my brain going. Mm -hmm. It's the alphabet game. Mm -hmm. So, like, you drive by science and you try to do the whole alphabet. So, like, uh, oh, there's an A, and then the next sign I'll be like, Baylor, blah blah blah. Oh, there's the B, mm -hmm. and then I don't know, C, D, and you go all the way to the end. And I'm always good until like Q, then I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, but like that's a that's a good technique though. Yeah. Just it's literally the same thing we were just talking about. You're just focusing on something else, and then you're not thinking too much. Or um, I do this when I listen to music too. I think a lot of people use music as background noise and don't really know it. Have you ever actually focused on the music you listen to and like thought about like the way it was arranged or like the lyrics of it? Rarely. Rarely. Mm -hmm. So I do this a lot, and I mean I used to do it because I just like the way music is made and I like like lyrics and stuff. But if you've ever like done that while you're in a car, like like pretty much all your worries kind of go away, especially if it's a song that you really like or that you enjoy, and then you hear it and you focus on like the little details of it, you kind of forget about what's going on in your head. There are just very unique things you can do to forget about all your worries and really think about like what's going on like right now in front of me, you know? And that helps mitigate mental health issues a lot in those moments. Yeah, I like that. And in the car, whenever I'm anxious or even have like lack of motivation, I put on a podcast that I'm like really interested in. Like, I've, I'm really interested in, like, the self-help podcast and the health podcast. I've really been big lately on, like, food. Mm -hmm. So I listen to those podcasts, and I always feel so motivated afterwards. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go on this diet plan to, today. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> but um, I think that's healthy, too. Like, especially if you're going to, like, school or to, like, an event or something, and you need that confidence or that motivation boost, which was really needed this last week during like finals and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just listen to like a motivational podcast mm -hmm. or a motivational, I, I don't know, motivational videos don't work for me. So I focus more on podcasts and audiobooks, which another thing I do in the car, audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Like I had a goal for 2021 to read a book a month. Mm -hmm. And I think I read like 40 books. Mm. So, and like I say read, but, um, Listen, listen and read, so yeah. combined. So I, I love audiobooks, though. I think they're very underrated. Mm, that is, the, I mean, that's a good tip in general, you know, like just oh, finding. Also, TED Talks. Yeah. I love TED Talks. I love TED Talks, too, actually. Yeah. Whenever I have a lack of motivation, TED Talk. I have, like, a whole playlist on YouTube of them. Mm, I think we've had, I think we've talked about that a little bit. I don't know if we've ever showed each other the TED Talks we listen to, but... 
TED Talks are super great. P- TED Talks are pretty much like podcasts. So, yeah. Like, honestly. When people are, like, giving their speeches on stage, it's very reminiscent of a podcast, honestly. Because yeah. the setup is a lot more informal and not so, like, super formal, like an actual speech. Mm-hmm. And they give a lot of information. It's usually experts. They're just really useful in general. Um, what do you do when you have a uh, lack of motivation? Lack of motivation. Man, it's been a while since I've even had, like, lack of motivation. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. I think for me personally, when I lack the motivation, it's when I lack purpose in general. I think when you say you lack motivation, I don't think you're actually talking about motivation when you say that. I think you're talking about Okay, more like burnout. Like, I, I was going to say, more like you lack energy. Like, you lack, okay. like, because I feel like you're a very motivated person. It's just you don't always have the energy to keep going, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you need a boost. Yeah, you know and I, I, I consider that lo- lack of motivation, though, because there's some days I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Like, well, I yeah, just want to sit on my couch and, and eat potato chips. you still do it anyway, right? No. Like, like some uh, days you don't? Some days I don't. Some days I'm like, I cannot do anything. And it's usually not, like, a whole day, mm-hmm. but it'll be, like, a few hours. I'll be like, I don't want to do anything like why am i doing this you are human so yeah (laughs) i am human (laughs) yeah sicily is indeed human no um when i lack like motivation or energy music is man music is so powerful for me so it's always like music and when i'm in a certain mood i play certain songs and i feel good you know like or if it's relatable it resonates with me and i remember why i'm doing something or when i'm frustrated and down bad it's just like yeah i just gotta keep going you know like i have to have like i talked about self-talk and pep talks earlier it's very important for me to remind myself why i'm doing something even when i'm like when i'm questioning it like why am i doing this why am i going through all this trouble what am i doing all this for what's the end goal and i'm like i know what the end goal is you know like i tell myself like this is what i'm trying to do you know I, i have to constantly remind myself and people might think that's a bad thing, but the reality is every motivated person you know questions what they're doing all the time, and they have to be like, look, I'm doing this for a very specific reason, this is that reason, and I want to get there for that reason, so I'm going to keep going, even if I'm tired, even if I don't like what I'm doing at the moment, you know? you got to keep that in mind. So when I lack, like, that motivation, you know, like music or, you know, like the videos you were talking about or podcasts and, like, those little small things really help a lot and of course like if you're an unmotivated person those things won't make you motivated you know like motivation is something you build up within yourself when you have a goal and that's why i say purpose is so linked to motivation when you have a purpose and something you want to do motivation comes with that yeah and that's what i do when i lack motivation i just look at my goals like Mm -hmm. i have a list on my phone of my goals and i make like a vision board every year Mm -hmm. for my computer backdrop and it just reminds my, myself, like, what I want to be. Like, I want to be that person. So um, I'll use this example. It probably isn't the healthiest. But I want to lose a few pounds for the summer because mm-hmm. it's been bulking season and I've gained some weight through soccer. Mm-hmm. So I keep telling myself, like, you want to be skinny. Like, you want to be on the beach. Like, so that's what I keep telling myself when I want to eat a cookie or something. <laughs> or when that donut's in front of you want it so bad. Yeah. Yes. No, I get it. For me, I think I just had it and I lost it. Uh, Motivation is very interesting in general. We probably should do a whole episode on motivation in general eventually. But the way it kind of works for me is that, like, 
I was not motivated for a long time. Half of my college experience, I wasn't motivated at all. Okay, I just didn't care. Like, and I had no reason to care. You know, like mm-hmm. there was nothing going on. And you have to find that purpose or that reason to keep going. You know, it's like I said, it doesn't just come out of nowhere and it's just like, oh my God, it pops to your life. It's something you have to find and really strive for. So I try to, when I wake up in the morning, I just try to remind myself, like, these are things I want to do. Like, and I don't have, I don't ever write goals down or anything like that. I'm a very, like, in my head kind of person. When I write things down, I don't even look at them after I write them down. See, like, I'm the opposite. Me. I'm the I opposite. Don't. I have to write it down. It's all in my notes, all organized. Uh-uh, I can't. Even if I, like, I've written so many things down, I just forget about it. Because usually the way I store things is always inside of my head, you know? Like, even schedules. Everything is in here. So... The way I go about things is so much different than that, where it's like I just have to continuously remind myself of something. And then with that, like, of course, I stress myself out. But actually, I guess that segues to another point. Stress is a good thing, even when you have mental health issues. There's a thing as good stress. Your life never wants to be stress-free. You never want want it to be like there's no challenges ever in your life. A good way to motivate yourself more, to feel better about yourself, is to do something stressful you want to do, you know? Whether that's, like, in a video game, you want to challenge yourself, or, like, there's something you want to do in real life that's hard. Like, you, you okay, you wanted to read a book a month. That that could have been stressful, right, to keep yeah. up with that at a certain point. But it's a good kind of stress. Yeah, you I know? like that. Um, it's like, get out of that comfort zone. You want to grow, you have to be uncomfortable to grow. Exactly. So good like a good amount of stress definitely helps sometimes like when i'm feeling down or in a rut there are different ways i challenge myself without necessarily going too out of my way like personally so like whether that's a game or you know like um i don't know once i started trying to like get out there and like date again that was another one that was like i didn't have to do that but i feel like i felt like it was necessary for me to keep growing as a person you know like these things are challenging. They're not easy. But once you find that good stress and you choose that stress, mm. you feel so much better. I think what overwhelms people and makes them feel bad is when that stress isn't chosen, when it's something that you can't control and it's not like yours, you know. And that's like the more negative aspects of stress. But when you pick that stress and you go into that stress thinking like, I need to do this, I want to do this, I'm going to finish this, your mindset is so much better, and it helps your mental health a lot. So that brings me to my next question. Um, what do you do when you feel overwhelmed? Ooh, lock myself in my room and don't come out for like a whole day. That's that's what I do, okay? I'll, I, it may not seem like it, but I like to spend so much time alone, okay? Like, oh, my God. I spend so much time just in my room doing nothing, actually. And I enjoy that so, so much. When I'm not doing stuff for school or for the podcast or right now I'm a youth basketball coach, so I do stuff for them too, like for the kids. I'm in my room watching TV, playing video games, like just sitting there doing something, listening to podcasts, listening to music. Have some alone time, man. When you're overwhelmed, you need to take a step back and just be like, look, I need some time alone. Leave me alone. Let me sit here, you know. Like that is so good. Like – there's time with friends and there's time with yourself. Make sure you have a good amount of both. Mine kind of goes hand in hand with that. I like to plan out like my life. Mm-hmm. I, I say plan my life. 
Um, I use Google Calendar for like everything I have to do, whether it be school, soccer, mo- like anything goes in the Google Calendar. And if you see my Google Calendar, it's like color coded and like it's beautiful. I'm mm-hmm. very proud of it. But whenever I feel overwhelmed, I look at my calendar like, okay, you're good. Like this is what you have to do on mm-hmm. this day. You get some free time there. You're good. So that really helps. And I've, I have a physical planner too. I write weekly down mm-hmm. so my google calendar is more of like a monthly and a daily one mm-hmm. and my physical one i write in um it's a weekly one mm-hmm. so i find that really helps me when i feel overwhelmed and then my second one is just organizing my apartment just mm-hmm. organizing my life i guess um, my car mm-hmm. um, my kitchen um, i even go through my closet get rid of old clothes i feel like that really helps Your because cleaning is very cathartic what do they say it's like a, a cluttered house is a cluttered mind mm-hmm. but like a Organized house, organized mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely believe that. Cleaning is one of those things that helps like de-stress you. It's therapeutic. Too. Yeah, it is very therapeutic. So it has, the, we are so opposite as far as this concerned. Because I, I hate organizing like, I hate organizing like times and stuff. Like I can't, I can't do that. I can't write stuff down. Like I could organize an event fine. But as far as like my own life, no. Like I can't do that. Like I'm such a go with the flow, like, chill person. Like, I don't care. Like, I could be sitting doing nothing. It could be 9 o'clock at night. A friend could call me. Do you want to go out? I'm going to be like, all right, let's go. I'll be ready in 10 minutes, you know. Where some people are like, why didn't you tell me this before? I'm not ready to go. I don't know what I want to wear. I'm like, look, let's go. I don't care. You know, like, that's that's me to a T. So it's so much different from your approach. And it's funny, but that's good because there's probably different listeners out there. So we have both spectrums true yeah i'm just very relaxed with like time well, that's and good stuff, you that's know? good because you can adapt better like when i have something go wrong my whole schedule is messed up and that's when i feel overwhelmed mm. but yeah anything else when you feel overwhelmed uh man a good meal, meal? helps a lot yes really? a good meal yes sometimes like stress and anxiety you forget to eat you do like you get overwhelmed, you forget about the rest of your life, or you forget to like bathe yourself, which is which is happening before. Where it's like finals week has come, and, and I'm just doing a bunch of things, and it's not like I forget completely about hygiene, but like I haven't cleaned myself the way I wanted to, or I don't wash my hair very often. But sometimes I get so overwhelmed, I won't wash my hair for too long, and I'm like, what am I doing? And then once I do those things and focus on it, I feel better. So you, like. Those little things about life that we take for granted, eating, drinking. and Like I said earlier, like a snack and a nap are so underrated. Yes. Yes, indeed. And a shower, honestly. Like those are the three, three core. Like I always do like a lot of homework on like Sundays and my mom always makes Sunday dinner. So I always say I will never do my homework until I have my Sunday dinner first. After I have my Sunday dinner, I'm ready to work. And I work for three or four hours and I'm good after that, you know, so. Yeah, like a good meal goes a long way with stress and being overwhelmed, too. All right, my last one. It kind of goes with lack of motivation. Um, what do you do when you feel burned out? Man, I, it almost feels just like being overwhelmed, like burned out. Yeah, it kind of goes into both of those. Yeah. It depends on what I'm burned out from, you know? I was burned out on basketball, like, so much oh, when yeah. I, like, quit, so... I feel I like didn't. all college athletes are burned out to a point because, yeah. like, you've done your whole life with this sport. Yeah, that's true. For me, I didn't watch basketball for months. I didn't want to go to – I went to a few basketball games, but, like, I was very resentful. 
I just needed like a break from that thing, you know. Like when it's your job, obviously you don't get that. But like, if you have vacation days, you need to take a break. You just need to take a break sometimes. If you have days like, say you have like fifteen vacation days or something like that, take like two weeks off at a certain point in time and just chill. You know, like have the time to just not do anything. So then you feel re-energized when you go back to work. You know, like really think about like why am I why are you burned out you've been working too much we got this like grind hustle mentality now it is it's very bad you're gonna get burned out if you do that and eventually it's gonna lead to like your own destruction and you're gonna hate the thing that you kept doing over and over again so you need that break you know you cannot do something 365 24 7 expect to love it still that's not how it works it, the way I kind of like to always compare things to like relationships especially like romantic relationships and the reason that is is because people are very much like a job you know dealing with them if you go to your job every day you're gonna hate your job okay you're gonna hate it a lot you're not oh, i gotta go to my job again today have no free time Ugh. okay like uh, uh, when you're dealing with a person it's like that too like oh my god like they'll never leave me alone they're always there like when can i have time for myself you need to make time for yourself you need to make sure in that time you're not worried about, like, your job or that hobby or that sport. You need to think about something else, you know? And, look, when you're in a relationship, you, you can attest to this because you've been in a relationship for a long time. Don't you just need those moments where Ben just isn't there? I have, I have like, girl days scheduled. Like, mm. I need my girls. <laughs> I need a weekend <laughs> with my girls. <laughs> you, you need that, right? And yeah. then not because you hate Ben or something. It's <laughs> yeah. because... That's how you maintain relationships. It's the same thing with maintaining a career. It's how I remain sane. Exactly. <laughs> it's not okay, and it's not like Ben's a terrible person or something. It's just that like if you spend enough time with somebody, they drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. It could be the best person ever, treats you the best, it'll drive you nuts. Yeah, a ben, job I mean, is ben, the same Ben's way. perfect, but he's not one of the girls. No, so. exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you need your girls there. You yeah. Know? It's the same thing. Like you need to take that break when. For you, you're very career-driven, right? And mm -hmm. eventually, when you get to a point where you're a reporter, you're on TV, you're going to need that. You're going to reach that point where it's like you're going to need a break, okay? You're like, you're just going to need, like, I need time off. Because it's going to work, 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 and then everything is just centered around work. But you need time for things to be centered around you. And mm -hmm. that's very, very important. If you don't do that, your career, just you just burn out. All we know... Probably only 1% or 2% of the population can work all the time and be okay with that. Most people just can't. That's what burnout comes from anyway, that constant work, work, work. Like, humans aren't built for that. You brought up the hustle cultures, like that toxic culture. Like, you have to work all the time. You have to be up before everybody. You have to do the extra hour at work. Like, no, you need to take a break because mm -hmm. I felt really burned out at the end of soccer. I sat down with my coach, and I'm like, my fire is dead. Like, I need a break. And he's like, I agree. He's like, these past months have been crazy. You guys need a break. So he told our whole team, he's like, I don't want you guys to do anything for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Because he knows you need that mental break and you need that physical break. Mm -hmm. And even if it's like a weekend break, it helps. Helps a lot, man. You got to have those You got to have those pauses where you don't think about that thing. So when you come back to it, you can really focus on it. You, you have to miss it, you know. Sisla, if you spent 24-7 with Ben, would you ever miss him? <laughs> no. I mean, no. You have no reason to miss him. <laughs> I was him. like, maybe. <laughs> no, you, you're with him. So how would you miss him, right? I, I do miss him sometimes. So, like, when I'm in the other room, I'm like, 
It's Ben. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If Ben was like attached to your hip constantly, you'd be like, Ben, get away from me, please. <laughs> like I, a job literally like that. Like, oh my God, like I gotta go to work. Like imagine ten years from now, right? Like well, you, you say you don't really want kids like that, but imagine you okay, you have a child sporadically and you never get to see anything that happens with your child. Like, cause this happens, I'm only saying this, this happens with a lot of people where they work so much, they're not there for recitals, yeah. they're not there for like a child's first anything, a child's first game, like soccer game or anything like that. They're not there for when a child is growing up, you work so much and you miss those precious moments. And it affects not just you, but the child too, because you're not there. And your thought process is probably like, I work so hard for you, you know, like I'm doing this all for you. This is how so many people think. This is all for you. I'm doing this so I can provide for you. But they just like, I just want love. I want appreciation. I want to time feel with you. you. Yeah, that's I th- it. I think time is something we really take for granted. It is like, something we, we really work take for, granted. for money, but we're actually giving away our time. Yeah. You get $15 an hour. Like, think about that. $15 for your hour. Yeah, exactly. Like, how much? How much is your time really worth? You know. And in this scenario, think about that child as just another version of yourself. You know. You don't, you're not there for yourself when you're going through things, you know? Like, when you're constantly working, this happens to so many people, especially millennials and Gen Z. You'll have so much going on, whether it's a breakup or a death in your family or you lose a friend or, you know, you're just going through a hard time. And you know how you cope with it? You just work harder. You know what it does? You never actually solve your problem. You just let it fester until you have a breakdown and explode. Learn how to deal with things as they come about and, just because things go wrong for you at work or something, that it, like it doesn't matter. You have to deal with all these issues as they come about so you don't get burned out, you know? Don't let it build up. All right, that was my last one. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Any more life hacks or um, whatever this is? Life hacks. Well, I would ask you, um, what do you think is... For somebody our age, like early 20s, what do you think is most important for, I, I, I should tailor this specifically to people in college, I think. What do you think is important for people like grinding? What do you think is important for them to understand? Because you are definitely a grinder yourself. I would say the number one thing to really focus on is like your why, your purpose, mm-hmm. because that's like, that's what your whole life is going to be based around. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you should be going for a career, but you should have a why behind it. Mm-hmm. You And then when you have that purpose we were talking about, you're not going to get burned out. You're going to have motivation. Like, And it shouldn't be like this thing you're anxious about. It should just fit like naturally. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you have a strong foundation and purpose, you're good. Mm. Well, that's interesting to me just because so many people, like I've met so many people who just have these big lofty goals and – they just want them, like, right now. Like, they want to get it. And I always have to remind people to live day by day, you know. Don't live a week in advance. Don't live three years in advance. Be present. Day by day, you know. You can only do so much on this day. You can only do much, so much today. You can only do so much tomorrow. Do what you can then. Don't think so much about the future. That's how people get overwhelmed to begin with. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Just Life. Make sure you're taking care of yourself this yeah. Mental Health Awareness Month and maybe try a few of our mental health hacks or mental health antidotes and let us know how it works indeed 
But this isn't just life with Lou and Sicily. Thanks for listening.